United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Sarang Hamsaid is director for Middle East programs at the United States Institute of Peace, here to discuss the latest in Iraq. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Julie. Good to be back with you. Good to have you back. So, I mean, I think, you know, we've all been so consumed with what was happening in Afghanistan and Ukraine and elsewhere. We really took our eye off Iraq, which is in a terrible situation politically. Can you get us up to speed? Uh, sure. Uh, yes, Iraq, After there's a politi- continuing uh, political gridlock 11 months after national elections, which um, occurred in November, uh, sorry, October of last year. Uh, since then, the political class has not been able to form a government. There has been several attempts, but unsuccessful. Uh, uh, so the gridlock continues. Uh, the situation escalated to the brink of violence. Actually, several episodes of violence happened, but they were contained. Um, uh, so there is now an international and Iraqi domestic effort to de-escalate and get the energy of the political class to, um, uh, to dialogue and hoping that there is a, a way uh, out. I mean, maybe this question isn't allowed, but I mean, is there hope for democracy in Iraq? So at the, uh, we can look at it in two ways. At the society level, I would say yes. Uh, 19 and a half years uh, since the fall of Saddam Hussein, the Iraqi society is uh, trying to form its their own version of the we the people holding their public officials accountable. And we've seen the most uh, expression of that in October of 2019 that led to uh, a public protest that led to uh, uh, Prime Minister resigning in uh, early elections. But at the political level, uh, the political class um, uh, probably sl- has, has been sliding back in their attempts at democracy. In this round of elections, one could argue that we have seen probably most Iraqi agency trying to push back uh, on Iran. Uh, but uh, still not being able to work its domestic issues out. Uh, and uh, and uh, so, as I said, in short, at the public level, yes, at the political class, it's still a work in progress. Hmm. What are some of the uh, underpinnings of this conflict? Who, who's, who's feuding here? So there is at the uh, there are two broad camps um, uh, on the Shia of, of Iraq. One led by Muqtada Sadr, who um, got seventy three seats in the most recent elections, and he gave it up. Actually, decided to give it up uh, a few months ago. And on the other side, there is a coalition called the Coordination Framework that has ele- uh, that has members that Iran supports, and um, uh, and that's the, the the biggest element. Then you have the Kurds, uh, and then you have the Sunni Arabs. Both of them are uh, are kind of on the sideline in the sense that this is a mostly right now a Shia Shia uh, political tension that is threatening a Shia Shia civil war that many actors are trying to uh, to prevent. And the bo- the bottom line is that there is a, a, a this is a fight over power, uh, power and um, different approaches to um, uh, how much external influence is exerted. But the bottom line for the people, uh, lack of jobs, uh, effects of climate change, the fight against ISIS, um, uh, lack of services, uh, and uh, corruption continues to be daily challenges for the people. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you, what do the people need there? It sounds like a lot. 
definitely, there is lack of uh, governance. Um, uh, Iraq is an oil-rich country, yet uh, about half of the population lives under poverty or near poverty line. Um, uh, droughts have been hitting the country. Food security has come to uh, be a, a, a challenge both in the aftermath of Ukraine, but because of effects of climate change. Um, so these the, 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 uh, these have started to become tensions and already complex situations, whether you're looking at the north of the country in areas like Sinjar or in the south of the country uh, where the marshes have been drying up again. Mm. Yes, uh, I've I've seen stories in Iraq about, um, you know, long hidden antiquities emerging because of the drought, which I mean, I think they'd rather just have the water and not have the drought and, and you know, forget about the antiquities. Yeah, drought is a serious problem. Um, uh, it is uh, already uh, causing displacement in parts of uh, parts of Iraq. It has affected food security and drop uh, in agricultural products. And um, yeah, and this is the thing. If you neutralize all external problems of Iraq, whether it's Iran, whether uh, other external interventions or even ISIS, the domestic issues are enough where there's lack of effective government. And uh, that is a key issue uh, for the political class to resolve. And this is something that the international community, including the United States, have been trying to help them out. But Ukraine and other matters have been taking most of the attention recently. Yeah. I mean, how involved is the U.S. in trying to resolve this political impasse in Iraq? Uh, the U.S. Uh, is carefully involved in a limited way, uh, calling for de-escalation, calling for dialogue and uh, expressing support to its um, uh, to the government of Iraq. President Biden called the prime minister and expressed support. The Security Council expressed uh, support. Um, but the U.S. is trying to be really careful because more, a little bit more involvement from the U.S., uh, Iran and its uh, allies could exploit this and turn the attention and focus it on the U.S. and the U.S. presence there rather than the need of the Iraqi people and the need to reform. Mm, of course. Yeah, I think back to something Jacques Chirac said, who was the French president during the, the war in Iraq and the aftermath, and he was very incensed about um, the idea that democracy is not a system that you can impose on a people, that it has to be organic, you know, that, that the U.S. coming in, getting rid of Saddam in a country that had had strongman government for so long, and just saying, well, isn't it wonderful? Now the people can vote doesn't mean that everything is going to go swimmingly. And, and it turns out he was right. I mean, I agree. And I think we agree that that democracy is fantastic. And people should should have the vote and the right and all that. But it's it just it's just been not great in Iraq. You know, democracy just doesn't seem to be working out there. Well, it depends how you look at it. I think it is true. Democracy takes time. I think the experience of the United States and other countries shows that it's a work in progress in the best of circumstances. And mm. Iraq uh, did not have the ingredients for a successful democracy in 2003. There was a dictatorship and uh the journey from there to now, uh, I think some ingredients of uh, democracy have been making progress. As I, <clears throat> excuse me, as I mentioned earlier, the Iraqi society and demanding better government and fighting for it and actually uh, paying the ultimate sacrifice. Hundreds of people um, have been killed and thousands have been injured. Mm. Shows that the Iraqi people are actually fighting for that democracy. The involvement of civil society is a, is, is a, is a sign of, of those. It is just the political class that uh, has 
uh, arms that has external support that has uh, deep rooted corruption on their side uh, and that makes that a longer fight than than what um, what it would have normally been expe- expected and if you look compare Iraq to neighboring countries like Syria like Yemen like Libya mm. Iraq is definitely in a better place where the change of the ruler um, actually is still in other places led to a longer and in the case of Syria, an international war of sorts. But in Iraq, uh, the Iraqi agency, I believe it is higher. And I don't think I think it's, the jury is still out. But uh, the, the, if you look at the sum of the ingredients, uh, it is more in the direction of uh, Iraqi democracy growing. However, in performance, uh, powerful actors like uh, armed groups and uh, external actors who do not s- uh, see an interest in a democratic, successful Iraq are setting Iraq back. Sarang Hamasaid, Director for Middle East Programs at the United States Institute of Peace. Terrific insights. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.